a party up in here. Woo! Da da da. It's a modern DRT. Yeah, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Hello, listeners. Not sure what that was, folks, but uh, we're here for season two, episode four of the Family Gathering Podcast. I'm here with Roy and Beezers. What's up? Oh, yeah. Shutter Island. Party up in here, dog. I don't know why, but I just was in this mood. Like, we went out to yogurt layout night, and I was just, like, blasting music. I was just been playing rap songs and all these types of songs, and I was just been in this party mood. But now I'm ready to discuss some uh, really... I like uh, that. You know, but I, I don't know, man. Like, in this movie, I, uh, <laughs> I went out because it was just so psychological and insane. It just really uh, was too intense and messed with my head. Like, I don't care about violent stuff like dude you can like light someone up with fire and they can be screaming and i'll be like oh you know it's it's a it's it's just a movie but this 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 messed up with my head yo so what what parts messed up and like what do you mean messed up because i got chills why don't we first tell the fans the movie (laughs) so bowen couldn't finish it we want to know what were some parts that oh give uh, it the back man i just have so much energy right now (laughs) isaiah needs to give uh the background okay it um it did pretty well Uh, the budget was 80 mil you got a scorsese dicaprio movie you better do well the box office it almost hit three mil so pretty good 300 mil 300 300 mil my bad really good profit margins there um rated r so it's pretty pretty genius man yeah you are capped with an r movie because a lot of people can't see it many the big age demographic but um did really well uh critics pretty much liked it it was well reviewed um but beezers we want to know um what scared you about the movie before we get just like it was just um man I just thought that just all this, it was like, I read a whole summary and I guess I'll get to that to the end later, but just everything of all, all these people were just kind of fabricating their whole life and it was just kind of shocking. And then there was that one scene. I, I just, I, as I said, I went to, I just, uh, I kind of watched the rest of it because there was that one scene where uh, I think it was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and he was alone in like the, in the, in that lighthouse thing and then and then he starts hearing these like voices and stuff and it's just so creepy man like it was just weird how it just when i say mess with my mind like it was just weird how these people would just fabricate all these stories and kind of just are secretly like luring these detectives like into their so they can attack them or it just was this ominous, like, really intense, just feeling that I had. Like, it was just, I don't know, it just did not, like, sit well with me, like, the whole time, you know? That's not what happened. No, no, no. I just want to know, um, well, that he didn't know that because you find out later. So that's not his fault. Oh. After, um, no, I what, know what actually happens. What point did he stop watching? Oh, what what part? Yeah, what was the part where you're like? That's why right, I was ex- explaining. That was the part. That seemed like pretty early, right? Like thirty minutes. No, that was like in the halfway through. Wait, which scene? Which specific part I again? Talk, I was just 
I was talking about where he was on. You know how they fought that one guy, and he was like choking one of them out. In Ward C. Yeah, but you know that guy. He was he was bald and and he just came out of nowhere. And oh yeah, yeah yeah. So I I mean number one I don't like jump scares. I knew it was coming, but you know still. And then he came out, and then both of them, Mark Ruffalo. And I really, I mean, I think the idea of the movie is genius, but I just, it just didn't sit well with me. But then Mark Ruffalo and uh, uh, DiCaprio, like, Yo, they beating him up. Bowen, Bowen, like, relax. You're talking really fast. And it's like, you're just. No, my my heart's bumming because I was, like, really blasting mu- music. So Yeah, slow down. <laughs> I know. I, and I have a sugar rush. So I'm like. <laughs> I'm going crazy, man. It'll, it'll make the podcast even more uh, interesting. But um, viewers' uh, interpretation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that. Don't worry. Like I'm fine, but I just have ins- insane. No, I don't think you're not fine. Just like it's just. No, I'll I'll try. Be to. clear. But it's, it's it's hard when you have so much energy. But um. <clears throat> but anyway, so basically, so they're in this um this uh i think they're in the um the lighthouse right and then they start attacking this this um this guy no well he starts attacking them then they they beat him up and then the warden takes him away and um and uh and then then he's like okay now he's now one of them i think it was uh uh uh, yeah, I, th- I forget who it was, but I think one of them, the main guy, was just alone in the in the lighthouse, and then Ward. you start. Yes, yeah. huh? It was Ward C, not the lighthouse. Oh, I thought it was a lighthouse, but Ward that was C. later. Okay, well, oh, but anyway, so he was alone in there, and then you start hearing these voices, right? And I was like, oh, no. Nah. And I mean, it was also late, too, but it was still just just not my type of movie. I mean, I could appreciate it, but... Yeah, bro, we watched it like 11. I was freaking out. <laughs> I've never gotten chills so much. I got like half a dozen Yeah, exactly. So least. I loved it, bro. I don't know. I, I just don't like being, like, scared and chills. Like, it's one thing if it's, like, for temporary or, like, there's suspense, but this was this was insane, bro, like... You didn't even get the most insane part. Damn. Yeah, but then there was like another scene where like drowned babies, and I was like, "Oh my god, man!" Yeah, that was rough. Oh, and there's PTSD from the war. That wasn't PTSD. The drowning babies happened. Oh, drowning kids. Kids, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The kids, and then, and then, yeah. But then after, yeah, man, I I just couldn't watch it, man. I I I just. Did you watch alone? No, but still, it was just, I, I've never really just, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to take up, we've already taken some. No, no, it's fine. Of it me didn't. babbling about kind of nothing, but I don't know. It's fine. You, 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 okay, you who'd you watch it with? I watched it with my mom. Did you want to <laughs> stop watching or her? she want to watch? stop watching? I wanted to stop. But we both we both wanted to stop. But I was like, "Oh, okay." Yo, I'm out. You know. Did you like it? Um, yeah, the parts I watched, I liked it. But 
it just got just too weird and just just kind of i don't know maybe i just felt like i i have a lot of uh, i can connect with things a lot so if it's like if you i don't know it's it's really it's harder it's harder to explain it's hard to explain why i actually felt but it was just like so twisted and so like oh try weird i guess it's like this is all the listeners let's say, got. Let's give it to him. It's like let's say um um you told me, right? That like I did tell you. you it's like no, you told me like uh so and so's like cousins, best friends, cousins, like dogs, fish, cousins dad died. And you're like, yeah, you know, it's sad whatever, you know, you don't even really you're not even like really connected to him. And I'm like, oh my god, he died. Like, it was a human life lost, and I just get like really insanely connected to things. And then even like in instances where there's movies, it's like the strangeness of the of the film and the the twistedness of like um, how they kind of just have these really just intense um, moments in the film where they where they just have these crazy people lurking around and hearing voices and then like a lot of fabrications of of stories and you hear about like i don't know like it, it was just so strange yeah and all the clues all right folks we're gonna really stop this babbling session yeah, right here we, well you know. what you wanted it like it's i told you it's really hard to explain so. uh, you're no kidding um <laughs> We need to. I want to talk about the actual plot for the fans. Um, so basically, you got Leo. For all of our fifteen fans. He is a U.S. Marshal's. Um, he's a U.S. Marshal, and his name is Edward Daniels. Roy, are you okay? I'm great. <laughs> okay, his name's Edward Daniels, and he's got his new partner Chuck, played by Mark Ruffalo, and they're traveling to this hospital for the criminally insane on Shutter. He's Island. the Hulk. And the premise is the investigation behind the disappearance of crazy patient Rachel Salando, who was incarcerated initially, as the story says, for drowning her three children. Some really serious stuff here. Incarcerated is killed. Jailed. Jailed. Right. Gone to the... I mean, the way I think of this, they always are saying throughout the movie, oh, it's a hospital. It's really a prison. Like, yeah. You're not allowed to leave. Um, but the only clue they can find at the beginning... Insane asylum. Yeah is hidden in her room it's and the note says quote the law of four semicolon who is 67 and you don't really know what that means starting off what, what did you make of that first part uh, i um well i mean it was cryptic i had no idea what it meant but later in the film when he said i heard you guys talk about 24 and 42 that's 66 the number after that 67 you have a hidden patient that, that was good telling. analysis that was very good breakdown but we know how he came to that conclusion we did because it's all about the process of so fans obviously if you're listening like you anticipate to get the twist spoiled so we're gonna do it here we know this is all leading towards him again continuously finding out that he is an insane asylum patient he's not a marshal that Rachel Solando is made up. Rachel Solando's story of her killing her three kids is actually his story that he projected onto an imaginary person so he could pretend to cope with his horrible his insecurities. Yeah, but he felt like he killed them because yeah. he didn't stop his wife. And his real name is Andrew 
latest. And throughout the whole movie, that there are these subtle clues that something's wrong. Well, I guess yeah. they're not so subtle. I mean, it's he's looking at like zombies in the day, you know. Oh yeah, that I honestly didn't even understand. I thought it was PTSD because they're talking about he did some. That time was one of my first clues where I'm like, war. is this real? When he oh, looked, you thought that? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a fully formed opinion. Like, oh my god, he's totally a patient. I didn't get that. I'm just like something's off like that that wasn't just nothing and then the water stuff there was stuff weird stuff okay we'll get to the water it was weird because they're always talking about like him going in like being in a holocaust and yeah liberating camps and oh no that was also just really striking for me too like just struck you yeah it was like it was just really um just deep you know like all these yeah I don't know, it was, it was weird. Yeah, and as, um, I'm just going to go, Leo and the Hulk yeah. are continuing their <laughs> investigation, they start to see that the insane asylum isn't really complying with them. I mean, the lead psychiatrist refuses to turn over any staff records. Um, Rachel's personal doctor, Lester, left the island on vacation and is unreachable. So from their perspective, rightfully, it seems something really fishy is going on with this place, but you uh, realize it's just a projection of Leo's character in this perfectly crafted story of his, making it seem like the the place should be up to something and guilty. You know. So that- what happened was, I, I want to say um, <clears throat> throughout the podcast, I'll say different times when looking back, you could tell, oh, this was pretty clear. Well, first when he and Hulk were handing in their guns. Hulk can get his gun out of the holster. Like a real protect detective would know how to do that. And he just gave him the holster. Yeah, very interesting. And also when he did pull out his gun, you saw all the guards, even though like they're like, they, they got their guns ready just in case. Cause he's, he's crazy and he could do something, even though they knew the gun was fake. And you go, you guys have a small leash around here, which glossed over, probably 99% of the fans watching live. And then the person's like, you have no idea. Ah. And then also, so Kali. Who's Kali? The bald guy who was in Iron Man 3. Oh, okay. Um, He goes, well, (laughs) he didn't go, but basically I found out that they were letting him play out this scenario because he, Mm -hmm. like, apparently nine months previous, he, um, or should I save that? No, you can say nine months previous. <laughs> um, they thought they made nine a break. Nine months ago, they thought they made a breakthrough, but he started regressing. And, and what was the breakthrough with Leah? That he realized he was Andrew. Yes. And throughout the whole movie, he is finding these reasons in his role as a detective to not trust the institution, and the reason for that is because eventually, when they tell him at the end of this arc. You're not a marshal. You're an insane asylum patient. He has already conditioned himself to not believe them because he thinks they did all the shady stuff with hiding records, the doctor leaving. So he really crafted a perfect world for himself as this hero detective. Fake Rachel. That the Rachel, like the finding her. He's um. Oh, creepy. Yeah, that was creepy. He had a conversation with someone who wasn't even there. Um, uh, God, that that really yeah. See, me up now. see what I'm talking about? That's some weird shit, dude. Right I, there, man. I'm like tingling. I don't even know why. 
Yeah, and like she, I don't. It's just the way he had this whole story. It's like okay, it's it's a tough road for the detective, but in reality, he's just this insane patient that is the scariest of them all. He's the sixty seventh patient. Yeah. Why did they not want him to go to Ward C? Hmm. They're like, we keep our crazies. Uh, maybe that's a good question. My interpretation is they didn't want him to be around people even like on his level of crazy. Oh. And it would maybe give him, I don't know. That, that's my idea that they just didn't want and him. And for the people. law of four, what was four? Oh. I don't know. What was four? I don't was know. Was it, you know how he pulled up that diagram and all four words, um, names had the same letters, just rearrange Andrew, Dolores, Rachel Dolores, and Teddy <laughs> with yeah. their last names. It was oh. all the same letters, just anagrams differently. So my, that might have been the law for. I'm not sure. Yeah, that could have been. The I'm going to look it up. It actually. was like, I am Lord Voldemort, Tom Marvel over <laughs> Yeah. That yeah. stuff. That's ah, stuff Harry Potter reference. Yeah. Of course, man. You have to. Gotta love. It. We'll do Harry Potter eventually. Maybe Roy yeah, will watch the movies to. one day. Mm-hmm. Um. That would be fun to see Roy experience those because he hasn't watched all of the movies yet, which okay. is pretty sad. Um, well, I mean, you got to at least wa- read the books, but yeah, yeah I'm good. Um, <laughs> okay, back to the movie while Roy cries. Yeah, it's the <laughs> yeah, it is. So that was the law of four. Wow. So what happens when um, Teddy talks to Rachel in the cave? Are we skipping to that? What do you want to talk about yeah, before that? Well, he okay. met with the patients. Okay, talk about the patients. Ward C. Talk about so the him and Hulk, another small reference was when he was talking to the woman, there was a guard behind her and a guard behind Teddy, but not behind um, Chuck, his quote-unquote so, partner, because they know he's a doctor and they don't need to check him. But the guards were watching their patients, and he was interrogating her, and she was – Oh, tell them about the water you saw. You didn't see. I love all the little clues throughout the movie that maybe you notice them or if you don't. But either way, if you notice it, you're like, oh, that was weird. And me personally, I didn't really make a conclusion out of that until the end, of course. Or you don't notice it at all. But there's a small portion of the film when Leo is interviewing one of the insane asylum patients and she takes a, a drink of water and she brings it up to her mouth and gulps it but when she brings it up to her mouth there is no water yeah, cup there that was it's just so not strange there. yeah and i'm like i told i told roy when we were watching it did they just like not have a cup in there or is it late what did i getting... say no that's obviously like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, <laughs> you, your why, eyes didn't see it because yeah why did they do that like what was the reason i'll explain it so throughout the whole movie there's this contrast between fire and water and water water is reality and fire is his reality which is fake which is fake for example when he was talking to the fake rachel in the cave there was fire throughout the whole thing and because it's like the fakest it can get yeah because she's not there and then when he was in a room and the whole thing was burning when he thought he was talking to Andrew Latest, the real one, who didn't there. even exist, there was fire. And then there was water, for example, with his kids were drowned in the water. And so when he sees water, he knows that's real. So he doesn't want to think about it. And it was from his point of view. That's you... fascinating. So yeah, he sees his kids in real life. They died in a lake. And then his association with water from then on out is, I can't deal with it. 
and what is the opposite of water? I mean, fire. roughly fire. Roughly. So I thought that was great. By I, I believe it's based off a book, probably. So either yeah, the author is. did that or Scorsese oh, made no, that it's, point. it's based off a book. I'm that, not oh, sure. 2003. If the fire stuff was Scorsese's idea that he added, or it was the books, I probably should know that as researching. <laughs> but either way, it's a great narrative thing that on rewatch. That's something that's awesome. And then she gives him like a thing that says run, a paper that says run. Yeah, that was, we that thought was... it was because the asylum is trying to get them to stay there. Kind of like that's what he wants Percy Jackson, that flower, and when they're in the casino. You remember Ooh, that? Oh, that was close. That, 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 hit, different. that did hit different. Um, Those but, movies are strange, but also awesome, too. For sure. Yeah. And <laughs> But she was really saying run because she knew he was a mental asylum and she wanted this was his one chance to get out of here because he wasn't in confinement. And then also, two things. So, Dr. Sheehan, Sheehan which was his partner Chuck playing the role... Um, how did he go insane though in the first place? He killed his his wife, killed his kids, and he killed his wife. That'd probably make me insane, man. Yeah, and then he thinks oh, it's his... he killed both of them. Nah. Oh, and so did she he... no, he killed his wife. No, I thought yeah. he killed oh, yes, his wife me. and his kids just out of nowhere. Not directly, but he takes all of the responsibility because he let his wife kill his kids. Exactly, oh. and so um... Jesus, like, that's what I'm talking about. It's insane. I like that though. It was scary, man. I'm not gonna lie. It was 11 o'clock. I was huddled in my blanket. Luckily, Roy was there. I consider uh, yeah, it thriller. I don't know, man. Things but, are even so, scarier um, at night. <laughs> so, he asked, "Have you talked to Doctor Sheehan?" And she's like contemplating because she was told not to let him know. And Doctor Sheehan's sitting right next to him. And then he also asked, "Have you ever spoken to Andrew Latis?" And he is Andrew Latest. So that's like, Bowen, that's me saying, have you ever spoken to Roy Friedman? Oh, and, then, so and then she's like, uh, no, because she was told. Who was she? The, the woman. Yeah. And then also, I'm not sure if this is fact, but you know when there was the other patient and he was scratching his pen? Oh, yeah. I think I read a comment on a video and they were saying, so. Yeah, he, why would, did that bother? He knew the person because he'd been in confinement with them. So he knew either what gave them PTSD. It had to be like, Ooh. I there was something of it similar to the sounding of skin ripping off flesh or something. Oh, God. Oh, yep. Yep, there we go again. Oh, my God, man. This is definitely our darkest episode. I love it. So <laughs> it's like thriller. I wasn't, it wasn't horror. It was thrilling. Yeah, well, it had horror aspects to it for sure. For sure. Um, and I'm not a big horror guy. I don't. I like being scared if it's like. Meaningful. I never like screamed though. No, know? but th- this was like true, um, scariness. Sometimes, like there was some horror in this. Like, it was psychological. Yeah, it was like I mean, Bowen is kit test number one. I mean, yeah, for sure. Man, I, it, I, I mean, it was definitely. It's yeah, like the cake. Am I cake? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's good. <laughs> you never really know. Okay, finally, I'm finally calming down a little bit. I was on ghost cocaine earlier. But, uh, <laughs> we got to do that episode. I know, we really do. But, um, yeah, I'm, so, even though I didn't watch the whole movie, I'll <laughs> contribute as much as, my, as much as I can and or, like, my what, thought about it. What so. questions do you have? I just have, like, I, I guess... 
well, since I read a summary, I mean, I just, I, I don't really, I, I, at least right now, I don't think I have any questions, but like just everything was in, was in his, was in his head, right? So, well, pretty kind much. of, they, what was happening was real because they said, okay, he's not coming to terms with what's happening. We just have to let him play out what he thinks. And then they kind of like did, um, a play like they acted as guards that's why when they were looking for rachel the guards were just stand sitting there not actually looking because they knew there was no one to look for yeah but then why was it like why is his mind like why was it like kind of like a scary movie like in his mind there's all these scary things happening in it you know which scary things because you know i was talking about how he was being attacked and then by that bald guy in uh, Warden C, and then you started hearing voices or something, like a girl's voice, like, whispering, and then... Oh, that was, like, his kid. I think that that part was real. It was the actor. It was an actor. Oh. And then the Rachel, like, she just reappeared mysteriously. That was so weird. That, I knew something was going on, because I'm like, okay, she just appears, and then that was actually a nurse who was tending to him that they act, They told her, okay, act like a crazy person and attack him. Oh, another fat um, hidden detail. So, you know, at the beginning of the movie when he goes, um, how many shoes do you guys normally give? Yeah. He pulled oh, yeah. out men's shoes, not women's. What's wrong with that? Well, Rachel's a girl and he's a guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So many small... Little details that you don't really Attention. see. Right? I have. I want to see like, I don't know, a lot of other other Scorsese movies. Like it was just the so... lighthouse scene. Yeah, my dad tells me like this is this movie for Scorsese is like closer to the bottom of his filmography. Like he has so many great movies so. that are. I mean, for like, the fans, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street, Taxi Driver. Oh, is that uh, what people said? The Joker was similar. Goodfellas. To? Um, Taxi Driver and the Joker were similar. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he has so many classics, some of which I still need to see. Casino, I think he did too. The Putty. No, that <laughs> yeah, was the uh, Wolf of Wall Street's one of my favorites. Um, but this was such a scary movie. Every small detail, like those migraines, were really withdrawal symptoms from his medication, you know, that he had throughout the movie. And everything played out just as the hospital was trying to do for part of the experiment. But I just don't understand why they would want him to be, like, doing... Why would they do this to him? Because they tried every other method, and he just wouldn't get it. So they say, okay, we have to do this. And then... Oh, the way that his mind wants to, like, live, I guess. Yeah. We'll explain that at the end of the movie. He says a really good quote, but we're not quite there yet. We're at the lighthouse scene, right? With uh, oh, oh him gets... blowing up the car with fire, and then he sees his wife and kids, and he's oh, like, God. "Oh, it's not real." The lighthouse scene is when he finally confronts Kali, and Kali's like, "Listen, man, dude, that was such an intense scene." Yeah, man, he's running up the stairs. He's busting. We in still thought he was like. He wasn't the bad guy, but we thought he was the good guy or the 
we thought he was a sheriff. <laughs> yeah we we thought yeah i don't know if this is a movie where leo's good or bad this is where we think he is who he says he is his story's legitimate he can be trusted he's a sheriff looking to take down the bad guys um and he's running through the lighthouse he's busting through doors nothing's there then the last door he sees collie who's waiting for him actually and of course Leo's going crazy, and he's like, Argh. "What'd you do to my partner?" Cause, yeah, uh, his partner left, and then and Kali calmly explains, "Like, listen, man, that's not your name. You're Andrew Latus. You're our most dangerous patient. Been incarcerated in Ward C for murdering your wife, who <laughs> drowned your children." And Roy and I are sitting here, like, "Oh my God, oh, mouths sure. agape!" And we actually, when this was happening, Roy's like. Are they just saying that? And I'm like, no, I actually think he's insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought um, they were saying that to kind of do with the back to flower Percy Jackson thing. Like, oh, to get him stuck there and then another patient. Because that's what Rachel, the Rachel he hallucinated was saying. He says, no, I found out what they were doing and I told someone. And then they told them that, oh, she's a crazy person. They go, oh, okay, take care of her. And that is right. the reason behind him putting in the planting the seeds of oh this ward on uh institution can't be trusted they are not turning over records again the doctor's on vacation so he's planted the seeds where when he's presented with the real information he's not going to believe them so it's pretty genius on his part to stay in this loop but Kali really does break it by breaking it to him that listen man you are this guy look at the anagrams you're the 67th patient the past several days we've been trying to break you out of this conspiracy insanity you've been in and we're letting you play out the role of teddy daniels and yeah I, it finally gets through to him and then he actually faints <laughs> and, he, and he was always waking up like in a patient area yeah that was, that was another was in a bunker detail. room and it, it kind of just glosses over you. And then what is the last part of the movie when he wakes up, they get him to confess, and then everything else? Uh, when he was on the steps outside? Bef- right before that. He wakes up in the ward, and then like, it's like what's sad, your name? you know, also, about... I mean, like, it's, it's like... Yeah, you know, his wife killed his kids, and then he went insane and killed her, and of course, he, sh- he shouldn't have done that, but... It's it's sad to think of how insane he actually went, and now that's his life, and he's just kind of mindlessly going through it right now. So, you know, for sure. Um. So, guys, the the last part I'm talking about is when he wakes up in the hospital bed, and he's oh. questioned, and he tells the truth, and he's like, "I am Andrew Letus. I've been crazy making this up." That's what I'm talking about. And then Collie. Oh, yeah. That's when we were shook because we were like, oh, damn. The fake Rachel was just a, a nurse and she was acting and he just made all that up. And then so they go, okay, he's sane. He knows what's going and on. And again, this is a big deal because if he's not sane, they're going to have to lobotomize him, which I'm not means, fully sure what that it means. means a, that brain. means to cut your part of your brain. Prefrontal cortex. Yeah. Does that mean kill him? No. No, that means that. So your pre your your frontal cortex is the part that kind of of your brain that memory. is more like motor yeah your memory and uh, motor functions. So if that gets cut off, then you're kind of like a vegetable. So oh, yeah. so, so you're alive. A but you're a vegetable. No, 
Is that? No, no, he wouldn't be a vegetable. He'd still be able to work. Not, not he really. could be, man. I'm pretty sure. Because then at that point, that's the same as killing. I think it vegetable no, means you're in a It's coma. not because people. There was this guy. Uh, there's this famous guy who was. Um, he's working on like a rail, uh, track, a railroad track, and some kind of something happened where like a pole went through his frontal cortex, uh, frontal lobe, and uh, he was. Yeah, like he was kind of for a while he was kind of working and he was able to speak and then eventually he just kind of lost everything he had and he became pra- practically a vegetable and then he died. So, but at that point, there's no real point to just make him a vegetable. You might as well kill him. Well, no, that's yeah, but you may. Then it's you don't do that. It's like justified to make him a vegetable. Oh, he was insane, but we would never kill. Yeah, him. because that's essentially your... kill him. Yeah, and. So when he wakes up, he confesses to everything, but they're like, listen, man, you've had setbacks before, and then you just, you go back in, and you're like, up, I'm back to uh, Teddy, I don't, like, uh, I'm back to being an insane guy. And he's like, no, this time for real, I I know who I am, I know what I did, I've changed. But the next morning, so he's on the steps with um, Mark Ruffalo, and he goes, what's our next move? And he goes, you tell me. I think we got to leave the island. They're on to us. Yeah, and then he, um, Chuck, look, turns to Collie and he nods his head. And this was another. Oh, um, he shakes his head. He shakes his head like, nah, he he's not getting it. So he gives the signal and they're going to lobotomize him. And then he says this quote. Who says it? Um, Teddy, or Dan- Andrew says, "Would you rather die a?" Um, would you rather live as a monster or die as a good man? And stunning Sheehan, that was the name, calls Andrew Teddy. He's like, Teddy? But the latter does not respond to the name. <laughs> well, I wonder if you read that off. Eddie. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> the latter. <laughs> the latter. <laughs> oh, the la- that's just a fun term. The latter and the former. That's the other one. I was going to think you would bear it. a nice uh, segue into that um so that last quote of teddy's would it be better to live a monster or die a good man there are two things to that one the actual quote is interesting to ponder in a a vacuum but does that also mean he kind of knew that he's crazy and that maybe he he was smarter than people thought and he wasn't well, I agree with what – so we were at the beach yesterday, and we told our cousin Allie we watched it, and she gave her take, which I've seen a bunch of other people agree with after that, and I'm starting to agree with that. He was completely sane and knew what was going on. He just was pretending to be insane because he did not want to live knowing what happened with his life, and that's what it's like. He could live as the monster who killed his family or die as a good man who didn't, or he forgot about that. It's it's uh, a great theory, yeah, and I love movies I, that end that I, way. I like, I mean, of course, you want to, like, die as a good person, but um, but it's, it's like he already did all these terrible things. He already murdered his wife, so why is it, you know? Like, how, how is he good? <laughs> he murdered his wife. Yeah, that's true. It's um, he's not. He's a very complicated person. But the <laughs> ending, the ending's chilling, man. It's like, shoot, it was so the they whole gave him thing. Like a lobotomy. 
yeah, there's still a part of you that wants to believe it was an evil institution, but it's just, that would be nice, but it's, the, it's not. not, man. They're just trying to keep these patients intact. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, that was really the story. It's pretty haunting. Should we talk? Um, any closing thought? I really liked it. I thought it was just very suspenseful. I've never really seen a movie like that where I'm just like. Oh my god! And you're pretty new to movies, right, Baby Roar? What? <laughs> movies like this, yeah. I've seen good thrillers with good twists, but this was just different. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were your, I guess, not closing thoughts, halfway thoughts before the halfway? Um, I definitely really, I thought it was well done, and the, the parts, uh, there are a lot of parts I did really like, and. I don't know. I've never really been that type of person who likes these types of movies, but I could also appreciate it. It's like, it's like, um, I don't really care for soccer, but I can appreciate the best soccer player, you know? So, uh-huh. so I, I definitely appreciate the movie and it just wasn't for me, but, um, so yeah, that's, I guess my half, those are my half, uh, halfway thoughts. And, uh, yeah. The what, best way I could, has what? your dad seen the movie? Our dad, um, he liked. I don't, I don't know. He hasn't. Okay, say it, Isaiah. The best way I can put my experience with the movie is I really enjoyed it, but it's a movie that I would probably never watch again. Why? Because it it was definitely tough to watch in the same sense that Bowen stopped watching. It was kind of scary at points. I'd want to see like the. I think it'd be it'd be a good movie. It, I really I can I concur. It would. I don't be see myself watching it again either, but I I I do it again. You know. You mm. kind of just contradict. I did, me. but you know. <laughs> no. Okay, I'll explain it. I, I'm not just gonna be like, yo, I got, I want to watch this movie again. But if it ever happens, like I'm with people, they want to watch it. But yeah, okay, I'm down. Oh wow! I mean, yeah, I just I don't think I, I mean, can rewatch it. That's yeah. I, I, I don't want to see dead that because again. you're kind of under the influence of other people it's like it's kind of um kind of like the group phenomenon when it's like when the whole group says something it's kind of you kind of just it's easier to kind of flow with it and that can be good or bad but you just describe peer pressure folks. <laughs> yeah exactly oh i just saw in the cast someone i it's 11 11 um what's in the cast some random actor that you wouldn't know. He's old. I think he actually just died recently. But anyway, good movie, scary. I don't think I would recommend it though because it's such a trip <laughs> and it's it does take a little bit to understand all the. Well, it depends what types of movies you like. Well, yeah, I think most people. I would definitely recommend it if you're into that type of movie because I can sure. see that type of genius. Really? Does. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it's like an amazing movie if you like that type of movie. So. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's cool how horrors and thrillers. Both. What was Dad's quote about horrors and thrillers? It was like horror. Um, your dad you, said this. Yeah, he said so. In a horror, um, you go, you're walk, you see the character walking upstairs, and they get scared from someone. But oh. in a thriller, you see the 
person who's going to scare them and then you you're watching the hero walk up the stairs but on the other side of the door you see what they're about to face i personally prefer suspense because oh, the sure. first one's cheap thrills you know anyone suspense. can take nothing to go ah you know <laughs> the door, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Quietness, exactly. Sometimes no. Yeah, quiet. you know it's coming, but it's like, oh my god. And this was not a horror movie, but it, as I said, had or aspects. horror aspects to it. So it was well done. It was it's scary. Like, uh, it had a great it twist. Called, oh, it's no. like if you if you took a a olive and like wait, Animal. olive olives aren't you aren't aren't sweet, right? They're salty. But if you put some sugar on them. Has some sugary aspects to it now. Boom. That's that's the movie. It's an olive with sugar. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that a genius analogy? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the NBA and the oh, Lakers. Yeah. Who oh, stink. God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Charles Barkley called it. I mean, I really hope they do not get sweeped. I mean... They're my team, and no matter what, how bad they are, I'm always gonna stick to them. Respect, but, but um, damn, like they should have won. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, should they? <laughs> should they have? I don't know. They they have no shooters. Here, I saw something really funny today. Um, the Blazers have no wings, but the Lakers have no guards. Yeah, <laughs> and when you have two Blazers. guys, what a switch! Shutter Island of this, but when yeah. you have two guys <laughs> at the guard position as lethal as Dame and CJ McCollum, two guys who can spot up from anywhere, literally anywhere. Dame was shooting from basically half court all game. They can pass. They can get to the hoop. Create their own They're shot. great players on offense. And the Lakers simply don't have the guys to guard that. And Avery Bradley, it's it is, a big miss. It's a huge issue, plus compounded by the fact that there isn't really anyone on the Lakers roster you can trust other than Davis and AD. Even AD had LeBron. a rough game. Sorry, Davis and LeBron. Um, I don't even know if I trust AD. That's a scary thing. It is scary. I mean, he got 28, but he was inefficient, and he didn't really have his mark on the game on the offensive yeah. end. He had some nice right. plays. On defense, though. Defensively, like, he was there. I think, like, this is what I think. I feel like the starters, they all kind of have – they're all, like, you know, like, for for example, like, uh, like Kuzma. Yeah, he's good, and he can shoot and stuff, but it's, like, kind of ra- more random and not consistent as much. So, it's, like, they don't really have consistency except for really LeBron and I guess sometimes it for yeah AD. That that's really true. I mean, yeah. Kuzma's been coming off the bench, which has been helping, and their other like their fourth best player, Dion Waiters, didn't even play. He Four. played one minute. I don't understand why. One minute and eleven seconds actually proves my eleven theory. But I just don't understand why they wouldn't play him when he's the only player besides LeBron that can just facilitate. Yeah. Maybe Kuzma, but like, come on. Man. It's it's definitely a problem. This game was for sure a wake-up call for the Lakers that this team is not just going to roll over. And I think they knew that going in. LeBron spoke yeah. about, we're not treating this as a one versus eight seed. This is Lakers-Blazers. But, I mean, this Blazers team isn't just better than a regular eight seed. Uh, like, they yeah. really... Like I don't think they're a better I feel team like than the, the Lakers, but they I mean, are a problem from a matchup perspective that way is, deeper. is very tough to deal with. 
Yeah, but you, uh, I mean, of course, you guys know so much more basketball than I do. But so you're correct like, me if I'm, but correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like the Blazers, of course, they had like pretty good years. But I feel like now they're they're kind of coming out of nowhere, out of the shadows. Or am I just completely wrong? Um, this like, season I, they came from this like, not season. In the like last year, they were in the Western Conference Finals. Right. So you're wrong there. But they were struggling a lot this season, mainly because of injuries. Oh, yeah, and yeah. now they have most of their guys back. They're still missing two wing players, which is their worst area. Um, but yeah, also the Bucks, the other one seed, lost to the Magic. But I don't think that's as big of a deal comparing the Magic and the Blazers. I'm not talking about the damn Bucks today. They no. don't deserve why. All right, do you want me to rant about them? Yeah. Should I rant about the Bucks before? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't care okay. about the Bucks. So, I mean, first off, this isn't a big deal. Toronto Raptors, they won the playoffs last year. They lost their first game versus the Magic. Yeah. It's one game. Game one match. At the same time, the Mavericks, uh, the Ma- uh, Mavericks. Bucks come out there. Brooke Lopez has five points. Middleton has 14, inefficient. They seem to just may- never make an adjustment in the playoffs. Coach Never. Bud. Coach you Bud doesn't by, uh, make one. You can't go into nurse. the playoffs. It doesn't matter how good your team is. If you don't have adjustments ready, you're going to get What was that one joke for their one adjustment? Okay, so apparently some uh, Bucks players were screaming um, during Magic players' trips to the free throw line right as they <laughs> shot, and someone's like, this is Mike Boonholzer's one adjustment for the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost as if they don't have a scouting report. You have one of the best players in the league in Giannis who still can't shoot, which I don't know he how he's... like three for six, which is pretty good. From three? Which is really good. Yeah, but I saw like when it mattered, he breaked. And hey, he I, I did not really know he was three for six, which is great, but I saw one of his bonk threes. You yeah. never trust him to actually make one, which is the real issue. He's not shooting them a lot. Um, this team... I thought they'd be better, and right now they're just kind of showing that they're one of the other teams out east. They're not really showing the team they were all year breaking apart. The Mavericks, the Magic had nobody. No. I mean, everyone Vucevic was in. had 35. Yeah, he did. And they had some players go off, but so many key players for the Magic are injured, and it's very embarrassing on the Bucks end to even lose one game to this team. But, hey, good for the Magic. Their coach was really well prepared. The team fought hard. I hope they, they can make it more players. of a series. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks sweep three for seven. Out. It's not good for the Bucks. I'm not buying it. I'm out. Let's end the podcast. Well, I have a few. Damn. So the last time the ones both one seeds lost game one was 2003 Pistons and Spurs, and they both made the finals. So that's again the beginning of my rant was it does it could not matter yeah, just sure. pathetic. That doesn't matter either. What I said they, they could Bucks could get swept for all we know. Should we make our finals predictions on the podcast? Not right now. I'm too tired. We'll do it next week. What? <laughs> what if the Bucks next are time on Dragon Balls? Everyone was calling them like Bucks in the regular season. It's a deer, and then Bambi. It's been Clippers Bucks for me from the start of the season, so I'll just stick with it. I'm not gonna let one magic loss shake me out of my boots, but I'm just gonna say it was bad. If I had to put money on it, I think I might go. Celtics Clippers, but I'm going Celtics after Hayward was out. Yeah, dude, I dude Tatum Brown Walker, the real deal. I'll, I'll go Lakers Philly, Beezers. Um, of course, you know I'm going for it. Even they're the worst team in the league. I'm going for the Lakers, man. <laughs> they're gonna win. They're gonna win the championship. 
And yeah, who will they play in the finals? They're they're, they're gonna play the the Clippers, bro. What? <laughs> why? Why not? Like they're in the same conference. It has to be someone from the East. They can play each other. In oh the yeah, yeah, finals, right, though. right, right. God, I thought you meant like in the thing. You know, what I'm saying? just no, pick um, an Eastern team. Okay. Um. 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 Uh, Bucks, Celtics, or Raptors, uh, or Sixers, the or Rockets. Heat. They're in no, the East, the West. They're in the West. No, um, Toronto. Okay. Great choice, really That's, good choice. Yeah. Honestly, could easily. So, win. thank you guys so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed this one. Hope you enjoyed the movie. Um, let us it's know. Not even the West. That's like the North because it's Canada. But you know. yeah, that's true. Um, we'll see. But I mean, the East. thank you for watching, listening. Let us know. Drop a review. Drop a like. Five star review. Share with your friends. Bye. Have a good. All day. right. Watch other islands.